0: This podcast is for a mature audience only. Once you have confirmed you are mature, ask yourself, are you in the correct space physically and mentally to hear my pettiness, corny jokes, colorful language, and quote-unquote wokeness? I am not for speakerphone or work. All of this is for entertainment purposes only. I implore you to do your research, consult your spirit teams, and or other professionals before co-signing to my opinions. Now that our expectations align, get in line with moments in cue.
1: M-O-W-M-A-Q-W-E, D-A-W-E, that's my name mama Q uh, uh, w-e. That's my name. Mama Q. Say it fast or slow, don't really matter though. The U-E gets in a minute, tongue tizzy, yo. Hey, kinda dizzy, bro. Who was she? Mama Q. Mama gave birth, little waist, no girth. 16 years ago, no, I don't want mo. Q is a line, and I tried to align this double end tundra petty. Ha ha. It's one of my mantras. Mama Q. I'm the first one in and the first one out. Memphis, Tennessee is my whereabouts don't complain main saying stick it to one topic i reply your mind is very myopic with mama q you need better optics, picking and choosing to copy me are you inspired oh uh, definitely no need to whisper gracefully i like it better off key now let's see um do you remember me mo double that's my name mama q mo double that's my name mama q hey hi it's me mama q i welcome you to moments in q in q today hi why black business Hoodoo, Hoodoo. let's get him to this business thing and are you kinky or not IY, I give you the green of the day. I'm explaining the why of this episode. Happy Pride! According to History.com, the Stonewall Riots, also called the Stonewall Uprising, began in the early hours of June 28, 1969, when New York City police raided the Stonewall Inn, a gay club located in Greenwich Village in New York City. The raids sparked a riot among bar patrons and neighborhood residents, as police roughly hauled employees and patrons out of the bar, leading to 6 days of protest and violent clashes with law enforcement outside the bar on Christopher Street and neighboring streets and in Christopher Park the Stonewall riots served as a catalyst for the gay rights movement in the United States and around the world i would talk about how language gives words to those that don't know how to articulate or are curious about lifestyles give you updates on my business allyship activate Black business. I highlight a black business to bring awareness and my experience with said business. Unless I say it, it isn't a paid ad. I'm open to paid ads, but I definitely want to highlight black businesses. There's enough money for all of us to get it. Keon, creator of Millennial Soul Food is an EFA initiate, spiritual life and business coach, tarot reader, cultural sociologist, I'm sorry, and digital strategist based in Atlanta, Georgia. They grew up in rural Mississippi where they cultivated most of their knowledge and experience related to their spiritual practices. A number of spiritual and occult philosophies informed their works, including but not limited to Christianity, Mississippi, and New Orleans Hoodoo and Buddhism. They are a form of a lineage of intuitives and learn to appreciate their gifts and how to season food from their grandmother. In 2021, they were initiated to Ifa Asheshe, and their estra- ancestral land of New Orleans, Louisiana. Keon is the founder of Millennial Soul Food, a web platform that they created to facilitate healing as their mission's work is to help usher humanity into a higher vibratory state of consciousness. In their coaching and tarot consultations, clients work through emotional and spiritual blocks to facilitate personal and professional growth. Keon Dillon has a BA in Latin American Studies from the University of Mississippi and a master's degree in sociology with a focus in social psychology from the University of Michigan. All right, y'all. So Minnie me always had an interest in tarot cards, but I couldn't teach it to her. It is in my ministry and I didn't know about any black tarot creators. Boom, comes in Keon. I learned about them via Bay. I started a follow because their personality is hilarious. They had uh, four beginner tarot classes. Well, yeah, they had tarot classes and it was four of them if I... Made you misunderstand what I was trying to say. All right. Many me consented because, you know, I'm consent oriented to learning about tarot classes. And I paid. Oh, my gosh. Y'all. She really enjoyed the class. This was last summer, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, months later, maybe a little bit before my birthday last year, I received a tarot reading from Keon. Because, um, yeah, I can't have my own child read me. Goodness. Some things are personal. Kion did an excellent job with the reading because months later, my sus randomly said the same things Kion said. Look, you cannot make this ish up, y'all. Kion also has a podcast called Millennial Soul Food. Let me intro that. Millennial Soul Food podcast is hosted by Kion Dylan, aka Keonce, a spiritual life and business coach, cultural sociologist, tarot reader, and cosmonaut based in ATL, Georgia. I added the ATL, of course. (laughs) Food for the mind, body, and soul. The show is all about spirituality, the cult arts, and tarot from Keonse's Black, Queer, Southern Perspective. Keonse as Keon goes by. It's hilarious to me on the mic, y'all. You think I'm silly with the voices and stuff? One podcast episode, Keonce was given Southern Baptist Preacher with the big old splash of hoodoo. Almost caught the spirits, y'all. <laughs> and um, per usual, Kian's info will be in the show notes. Hoodoo hoodoo. I talk about spirituality, more specifically hoodoo, whenever possible, and how it shows up in our daily lives. Let me talk about some African languages that do not have masculine or feminine words and some orishas. According to Pride.com, instead of recognizing people by gender, Yoruba, a West African language used a lot in Nigeria, tends to focus more on categorizing people by age. There is no word for words like brother, sister, daughter, or son, for instance in the Swahili language one pronoun fits all genders according to Tom mitigo from a LinkedIn article it makes translating Swahili to English a bit difficult because you know in the English language for example we say actor or actress so if someone would try to translate from Swahili to English, so we can understand what's going on. They might need more context so that we, the readers of English language, can understand what's being said because, like I just said, they have one pronoun that fits all. All right, as we all know, there are some names such as Chris and Devin that depends on the spelling that could potentially tell you the person's pronouns, or names such as Alex that you don't know based off the spelling. Taking a second or two to use gender inclusive language and or ask the person's pronouns could prevent misgendering of an individual. And misgendering, if you don't know, is when you provide the person the wrong um gender. So, for example, um, if a per, so, for example, say me, even though I have locks, say that I have very, very short hair and someone would call me a guy or anything dealing with masculinity and I'm not a guy. I don't identify as one. So that means you misgendered someone. So hopefully that makes sense. I said on TikTok, I can't remember if I mentioned it on this podcast because look, y'all, I talk to myself. I'll talk to spirit. um, I post things on social media. I might even um, talk on social media and different people in my life. So I can't remember who hears or don't hear the ish that I say. Plus, y'all, I'm quote unquote old. All right. So anyway, Um, if I repeat myself and here we are. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, I love the rise of people's boundaries and pushback of forcing us to remember pronouns or allow us to be who we want to be. Prior to this, I didn't have the language or the education. And I know I said this before. I hated being called guys or being called he, and you know how I feel about being called a girl. So like, Speaking of that, that's another thing that aggravates me um, is that when you say the word girl, you don't know if the person is a girl, meaning a minor or if the girl is a grown ass woman. But when you say boy nine times out of 10, I feel like, you know, that that is a minor boy. And if you say, man, that's a minor. I mean, that's not a minor. I'm sorry. That's an adult. So there used to be this group called Black Girls Run and stuff. And so I had to look on their page back in the days when I was running to see if I could even be there because I'm an adult and I'm like, uh, I want to make sure. Cause if it's girls, then I don't want to be there because that's weird. And I kind of figured that it would be adult women, but I had to double check. Cause then also if they're inclusive to having, um, girls as far as children being there, then maybe my mini me could could come. Come to find out it was for adults only. And that's fine. I was with them until I stopped um, running. Or was it the pandemic? Something like that. Okay, so then there was another group called Black Men Run. And that right there um, aggravated me because like I just said, when it comes to using the word girls, you just never know if that person that you're talking about is an adult or not. And I don't like that. And of course, we know when it comes to blackness being called a boy, um, especially from white folks, it is a big, big sign of disrespect. I think the same way when it comes to being called a girl. And so many people will say that I'm overreacting with not wanting to be called a girl and all this other stuff That it's just, you know, it's just part of language or, you know, let somebody call you a sweetheart and stuff. No, I won't do that. Not at all, because in my experience, <sighs> If you give a person an inch, they want to give you inches. And I'm so serious about that. And so that's what I mean is that like, again, with this whole, um, movement and people bringing language and pronouns to the forefront yeah it's gonna get people in a tizzy and pissed off or whatever I don't give a fuck I like it and stuff so I want to give you story time about mama Koo. all right okay so as a child I like doing quote-unquote boy things I wanted to climb trees and skateboard um my kindergarten prom pic y'all I wore a tuxedo I can't find the picture I would not be surprised If it's at my um, grandma's house, I'm going to have to try to find it and post it um, on my social media accounts and stuff. Definitely won't be able to post it on this podcast um, because I already have a picture that I want to use for this episode anyway y'all I didn't want to wear a dress because that was gross to me I had a cane too and my family was so supportive the woman that gave birth to me as I got older stopped allowing me to participate in being a tomboy and hanging around boys so it was so weird to me because like okay at first it was okay but you know as you get older, supposedly you get all these feelings and thoughts for, well, what they would hope is the opposite sex. And so therefore, um we can't have you around them. But when I was younger and stuff and I wasn't like growing, um, I guess puberty is a better word. When I wasn't going through puberty, it was okay. Um, She didn't really like me doing all these quote unquote boy things, which was crazy because she was a tomboy growing up from what I was heard um, from what my granny told me. And so, so you would think, like, she didn't have an issue with it. Clearly she did. And so, but yeah, as I got older, yeah, it wasn't cool anymore for me to do all these, like, quote unquote, boyish type of things and stuff, okay? So, um, as a teen, when my body started to fill out and boys my age and men, like adult men, started checking me out, I started to wear bigger clothes to cover me up. <laughs> and I know that's hilarious to say out loud because I'm bottom heavy and stuff. So, it's like... How can you cover that up? Yeah, it was difficult, but damn it, y'all. I tried. Um, cause for me, I wanted to be more than just a big butt and a smile. Poison. <laughs> uh-huh. I knew they, I knew what they liked and wanted to save myself. Now, of course, that eventually changed as I got older, but during that time again, I just wanted to like not have all eyes on me. Like for real, I didn't like that because it's like leave me alone. stuff so anyway the point is during that time I wanted to um assimilate into being viewed as a tomboy or um try to be viewed as uh someone who well let me well yeah or being viewed as a lesbian anything to take in hopes of me um having um people to stop looking at me and checking me out okay so now, y'all got to understand about me wanting to assimilate to being a tomboy or just like trying to get folks out of me because this was in the late 90s, early 2000s. And there were some people that were still in the closet. I know of a couple people, people, um, one person in particular who um, did not officially come out until they um, went to college. Now, in my school uh, I was there the entire time of junior high and high school. There were like murmurs of, uh, people being gay, but nobody could like say if they were or weren't, because again, this is a majority black high school and you know how that is and stuff like that. So I just wanted to let you know, like, look, um, put the years out there so you can get some context of like why it seems to be so closeted and stuff. So at least, um, now there's more talk, language, and inclusion. Ish. <laughs> and you know, it's a little, it's celebrated and accepted that black people can be gay. Ish. That's my ish to everything. But I think you know what I'm trying to come from and it makes sense. And some men respected masculine women. Um, now they don't. <laughs> but what I mean that, um, that way with masculine women, um, is like the mat, I don't think it's, hopefully it's not disrespectful to call um, a masculine lesbian a stud. I I haven't heard anything about that being um, a derogatory term, so I guess I'll use that. So, you know, um, back then, there was no, at least from what I saw, with some women that were masculine and giving off stud vibes or whatever like that, the men had no issue. They made jokes about it, haha, but it wasn't like them like oh you can't hang out with us or anything like that. Again, that's what I saw as an outsider looking in. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they had it horribly, like how some have it now who are out. But again, I hope you understand the context of what I'm talking about. So nowadays, and this is my experience, is that men now, if you tell a man that you're a, um, a lesbian, he'll say that stupid ass shit. Oh, I'm a lesbian too. Ha ha ha. And I'm like. I've heard that many times. Because yes, unfortunately, I used to lie to say I was gay. I would lie and say that I was a minor when I was 19 years old. Look, y'all, y'all know that black don't crack. So I was able to like say that I was a child just for a couple more years um than you know when I became an adult and stuff. Or I would say I had a boyfriend because some men couldn't take a no. And then, unfortunately, some of them will be like, let's be friends, even though you got a man. Or if I tell them about me having a woman or like being gay, they'll be like, well, what did men do to you to make you want women? And if they found out I had a child, they'll be like, well, surely like dick at one point. And it's like... <sighs> that was just hella disrespectful because again I told you no I'm not interested and you still not respecting my no and so now unfortunately I have to tell a lie and stuff in hopes that you'll still leave me alone and like I said they don't now what is surprising is that they did respect when I'm like 18 19 years old telling them that I um, was a minor they surprisingly did mm. and you know like I said to my body couldn't lie anymore I had to admit that I was an adult damn it <laughs> okay so again as a reminder I'm not an IFA practitioner so I'm going to give you a very basic description of an Orisha named Oshumare. This Orisha is a rainbow serpent that spends half of the year in the masculine form and the other half in femme form. In some passive Aoife, Obatala is a female. And you gotta look up if you're interested about Yimiya and Olukan. I want to explain it, but I feel like it's difficult. Um, but I'll explain it anyway. But I guess again, if you want more context about it. So some people will say Olukan is an Orisha of the deep ocean and that's a masculine presenting Orisha. And they'll say yemaya is of the surface level of the ocean. And then sometimes some will say that um, they interchange. So that's what I mean. Like you might want to look it up. And I think that it might vary depending on what part of the IFA tra- um, tradition that you practice. Again, <sighs> I'm not a practitioner. It was just some things that I'm learning about reading about Aoife. Um, I'm not uh, familiar with Vodun at all because, again, I don't um, research that and stuff. But I would not be surprised if there are a was there that exists. But the whole point of what I'm trying to say is that, y'all, you can um, believe it or not, with um, all these things of like disliking. Uh, people that are non-binary being uneasy about it if they're trans and gay Um but know that this is not nothing new to those that are African and part of the de- African diaspora this is all from white supremacy and of course adding Christianity into it to make you feel like this stuff is quote-unquote ungodly and wrong and I even think that um I have I didn't prepare it this time eh, maybe next year when i do uh queer again uh to celebrate pride month but like in the bible there are some people who said that there were people th- that were considered to be lovers in the bible and there was a person who was an Enoch. i think that's how you pronounce that where you know they were trans because they didn't have any of the male Uh, parts and stuff so I don't know I really don't want to go into deep into that because again I didn't write that part down but I just again want to remind y'all that you probably need to decolonize your brain okay and know that they are queer and will continue to be here let's get him to this business thing I'm a budding businesswoman (laughs) ha ha I will talk about the current status of my business and let you know it's more than just a Facebook meme and a few dollars. I did some more Reiki this week, y'all. Now, normally this would be the end to Reiki, but I extended my Reiki classes with Bendy Beast for another month. Um, Bendy Beast has attended all of my Reiki classes. She's the owner and she really enjoyed my classes, which made me happy. And she hopes that we can continue um, having this uh, business deal together. And I hope so, too because I believe that you know even though her classes are pole dancing and um, one other thing I forgot the name of that one I know that doesn't help you but either way even though her classes are that I still feel like you still need to be able to calm your mind just like how in the gym yoga is acceptable and available you know um, Reiki is a part of meditation, so there's nothing wrong with that. So that made me very happy to know that she enjoys the classes. So, yeah, I'll be doing it again in July. So if you are in the Memphis Tenaki area, come on out. Okay. Now, speaking of Bendy Beast, I also learned through her that Memphis has a business grant for brick and mortar businesses. It's called Edge. And I visited the expo earlier this week and it was very small. I saw mostly black businesses, but um, obviously because Bendy Beast is there, they're open to all of them. But it was pretty cool um, to be there. Um, let me see. So it's called Edge Edge. And so what they do is they do a grant. So if you have a brick and mortar business, you can get a grant, which will help you out. And of course, as we know, grants are not like loans, because at this point in time, I'm not there yet to have my business at at a brick and mortar. I didn't try to apply for the grant, and I don't even know if it's currently open. But um, I know this is a Memphis thing. So again, if you if you're a business owner of Memphis, Tennessee, please um, look them up. I will have their website in the show notes. Good luck to you and tell your business friends. Are you kinky or not? I'm a proud kingster of the BDSM community. Let me tell you about this lifestyle to see if you want to come over to the dark side. We got candles. I know that queer people can be kinky or vanilla, but I feel like it's apropos to use in this segment because this Pride Month is brought to you by Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera. Unfortunately, Johnson died in 1992 and Rivera in 2002. Both were POC women that started the riots without them initially and countless other There will be no pride. Now that you have the history, let me provide definitions that you may or may not have heard before but should be aware. The definitions come from human rights campaigns. And if you need a visual, you can look up the gingerbread person. The BDSM community introduced that visual to me and I love it and it puts lots of things into perspective for me. And so the link will be in the show notes. A bisexual is a person emotionally, romantically or sexually attracted to more than one gender, though not necessarily simultaneously in the same way or, or the same degree, sometimes used interchangeably with pansexual. Pansexual, even though this is out of order, um, alphabetical order, describes someone who has the potential for emotional, romantic or sexual attraction to people of any gender that not... Si- Necessary simultaneously in the same way or to the same degree, sometimes used interchangeably with bisexual. So to put it in layman's term, uh, when it comes to the difference between bisexuality and pansexuality to some people is that if a person identifies as being pansexual that means to them it doesn't matter what your gender expression is or what do you have underneath your clothes to put it lightly as long as you are a consenting adult then that works for them and of course you know um children can be pansexual but I'm gonna stay in my lane and only talk about adult stuff you know I'm saying so um me I consider myself as you know before um a bisexual person and I do understand that there is more than one gender but you know, I just do the whole bisexual, um, it's, it's my sexual orientation, not, um, Pansexuality. Alright. Um, we have intersex. Intersex people are born with a variety of differences in their sex traits and reproductive anatomy. There is a wide variety of difference among intersex variations, including differences in genitalia, chromosomes, gonads, internal sex organs, hormone production, hormone response, and or secondary sex traits. Alright. So, um, as much shit as they talk about TikTok, TikTok has put a whole lot of things for me into perspective into um knowing that their um spectrum there we go (laughs) oh my gosh I did it again um spectrum when it comes to gender you know um, um there's a female assigned at birth and male assigned at birth and somewhere in the middle you know you can be a person who is intersex I saw a creator unfortunately um this is off the cuff um, so I'm not able to tell you the biologist who explained what um, spectrum um, of gender s- spectrum. And then um, this TikToker who is an intersex person because um, the, these examples are about to be off the cuff. So basically, as much shit as people talk about TikTok, I learned a lot. So this particular creator was born female assigned at birth. And it wasn't until they got older that they learned that they were intersex because they have I want to say a perforated vulva. um, Hopefully, I'm pronouncing it correctly, but I know the first word is is perforated. So, anyway, they got their cycle um, very late. And so, when blood came down, they wanted to use a tampon because that's what all the other people were using, tampons. Okay, well, that's when they learned that they weren't able to insert a tampon, quote unquote, correctly. So, they had. Uh, the creator Googled, learned what was going on. And unfortunately, people didn't believe the creator. And here we are. Um, and some some of the commentators, they blame the parents. But I'm going to be honest. I have a daughter. I would not all be up in her stuff like that. That's why I would take a doctor and stuff. And so unfortunately, when I was younger, when it came to intersex, I um, there's this H word and I'm not going to repeat it because I think it's a slur is what I was taught. And I just had these assumptions in my mind. But thanks to TikTok, I learned that there's different ways for someone to be intersex. Um, There's gender dysphoria, clinically significant distress caused when a person's assigned birth gender is not the same as the one which they identify. Um, I would assume, I'm not for sure, that something like that could possibly be what some trans people might go through because, you know, they're like, "Um, I was not, I don't feel like the person person I am that assigned at birth. Okay. Um, gender expression external appearance of one's gender identity usually expressed through behavior clothing body characteristics or voice and which may or may not confirm to socially defined behaviors and characteristics typically associated with being either masculine or feminine now for me I believe that we all have masculine and feminine energy within us some might have a more pronounced than others and an example of gender expression could be wholeheartedly me um, as you know with me having the ability of when I used to work at my old job where I would wear my bow ties and my ties to work because you know to support my mini me but like people will look at me weird but they if it was a cis man they wouldn't look at them weird because you know quote unquote that's okay to be gender fluid a person who does not identify with a single fixed gender or has a fluid or unfixed gender identity I learned about this in the kinky community um A person um, had explained to me that sometimes if a person is gender fluid, one minute they might be this gender and another it might not be and it'll change at the drop of a hat. I know that's not a good definition, but that's what the person who told me. um, So non-binary is an an adjective describing a person who does not identify exclusively as a man or a woman. Non-binary people can identify as both a man and a woman somewhere in between or are falling completely outside these categories, while many also identify as transgender. Not all non-binary people do. Non-binary can also be used as umbrella term encompassing identities such as agender, bigender, genderqueer, or genderfluid. Sexual orientation: inherent or immutable enduring emotional, romantic, or sexual attraction to other people. Note, an individual's sexual orientation is independent of their gender identity. And transgender, y'all should know this, but <coughs> excuse me, an umbrella term for people whose gender identity and/or expression is different from cultural expectations based on the sex they were assigned at birth. Being transgender does not imply any specific sexual orientation. Therefore, transgender people may identify as straight, gay, lesbian, bisexual. Etc. um netflix if you have netflix has two documentaries marsha p johnson's um which unfortunately i didn't get a chance to view before i did the podcast and disclosure disclosure i have seen that one before and it put in perspective of trans people have been here for a very long time and it showed the ugly side of the um perception of trans people and I remember looking at Soap Dish and Age Ventura when I was younger and I didn't think nothing of it because I really didn't know about trans people and now that I'm older and more educated in um in that um, realm I look and I'm like damn and so a lot of the people who were in the documentary like again they brought a lot of that stuff to perspective and I think that unfortunately the way that, those, that trans people were treated in Hollywood and the characters of them in different movies and TV shows, etc., it made people view trans genders as gross and or unlovable people, which that is far from the truth, duh, and stuff. And so that's why I continue to say, you know, please decolonize your brain and rewire it and stuff. Um, I know that I might not always get things right because I'm not a trans person Um, And I do identify, you know, of course, I'm cisgender and I identify, but, you know, I try my best to learn and educate because this, whether people want to accept it or not, this is the reality of life. So it's kind of like one of those things, get with it or not. And I prefer for people to get with it because we do know that if um, queer people are not accepted, especially the black and brown people, they have a high percentage of unalive in themselves and stuff. And so. That shouldn't be the case. And there are so many cases of people who part of the queer community who did unalive themselves because they didn't have support. So that's not a good thing. You know, people are different from you. Just accept it and let it be. So, all right. I've talked long enough. Q out.
0: Thank you for taking a moment out of your day to listen to my antics and or encouragement. If you desire more moments in cue, you can follow my IG and TikTok, HeyHiQ. Want to support my black small business? You can visit my website, heyhiq.com, for products and services. Hey Q is spelled H-A-Y-H-I-Q-U-E-U-E. Donate to the podcast on my Buzzsprout page, Moments in Q. You can read this episode's transcripts on my Buzzsprout page as well. Please rate, comment, subscribe, and share this episode on whichever platform you are listening to and tell all your other adult friends. You can email me to give me an AAR or to become my pen pal. My email is MamaQ at com. Don't worry, all of these call to actions are listed in the show notes. Never forget, I'm way too busy to ever DM you first talking about your answers sent for me. Hey Dent, and neither did I. Laters.